Looks like we're back with another bang today. It's been a while, but you know, we've been keeping tune with the NBA playoffs and we're here to talk about the NBA playoffs. It's been one hell of a series. I mean, you've had the defending champions out of the series. Oh, thank God. And you know, you've got the great Milwaukee Bucks entering the Eastern Conference Finals. But nevertheless, me and Richard, we're here to speak. And are you ready, Rich? Yeah, well, as always, mate. Well, I've been disgusted as of recently of the media. I've been disgusted, and you know why I've been disgusted, Richard? Disgusted. I've been absolutely disgusted because my great team, the Milwaukee Bucks, they have actually defied all odds. They have hit the Eastern Conference Finals, and what am I hearing in the whole media this week? What I'm hearing about is one person, and it's not Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm hearing about Kevin Durant. That's what I'm hearing about. What I'm hearing about is Kevin Durant. In fact, I'm even hearing more about Steve Nash than I'm hearing about Giannis. I'm hearing just about Kevin Durant. They're talking about his all-time greatness, talking about how he carried the net, talking about how he's the best player in the world, talking about how his shoe size it was even too big. And that's the reason why they cost him in the Eastern Conference Finals. But I'm just disgusted, man. I mean... I must say, Giannis just has some fraudulent games. Oh, please, 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 please. The the back-to-back MVP, the, the defensive player of the year. This guy proved who the hell he was this series. And at the end of the day, all I'm hearing is about Kevin Durant. But you know what? Let's talk about the whole Bucks net series. I mean, what a thriller that was, man. I mean, in fact, that's probably one of the best series I've seen in my entire life. But at the end of the day, I'm not neutral. And as a fan of the Bucks... It may be one of the most heart-wrenching series I've seen because my blood pressure was doing everything throughout the whole series. But what was your thoughts on the series and the players and everything in total? The, the thing is, obviously, the Nets are out. And if you think about it, um, the, the, I can say the reason probably why the Nets didn't win is down to injuries. But I can't say that's the reason. It's one of those things that if they had all their stars and everyone was fit, they'd probably win. But mm-hmm. saying that, they did have the opportunity with all them injuries to um, to win that series anyways. And I'll say there's two reasons I'll say the best to win that series was just, first of all, I'm putting a lot of blame on Joe Harris because what mm. a stinker cut of a series that brother had. PB for Joe Harris, please. Where is he? Like, mm. I wouldn't mind if they trade him out of angle because like, he was a disgrace. He was missing open mid-ranges. He was missing open... Like three points, like no one is even asking you to do more than your regular season job. Everyone's just saying, just do what you do in the regular season, and he struggled terribly to do that. And nothing I'll blame as well is um, Steve Nash as well. Now, obviously, I'm not going to pretend I know X's and all basketballs, but he did really did look like a rookie coach, like. He seemed like one of them coaches that just, you know, burn out your stars and hope for the best. Like, he wasn't actually... It didn't look like there was much sense being run. It was just KD, ISO, mm. Harden, ISO, Harden, give the ball to KD kind of thing. But saying that, the start of this series did show up. I'll say KD showed up. I'll say Giannis showed up offensively in most of the um, series, but I don't know if it was Garden Priest Brown in clutch time. It was practice to me. Like, he needs to call AD up and return that defensive player of the year. But, in Game 7, 
when it was time to step up, like he did his thing. It's also clear that Middleton is the close of that team because he looks like he's doing it time and time again. So, I mean, I'm mad, but I'm not mad. Like, Bucks were worthy winners, but it wasn't convincing, like, as I thought it would be. So, yeah. Man. You know what? Everyone's talking about how the Nets have injuries. I mean, let's not forget the Bucks are missing their shooting guard. But what I will say about the Nets is I don't feel sorry for them. I'm going to explain why. The Nets traded their depth for Kyrie Irving. Sorry, sorry for James Harden. End of the day. Yes, James Harden is an MVP caliber player, but they did trade their depth for James Harden. A guy who isn't known to be in shape. Yes. He is an Iron Man and is normally durable, but at the end of the day, he doesn't really take care of his body that well. And this time, I'm happy to bite him. And of course, you've got Kyrie Irving, who is actually known to always be injured. In fact, the last three seasons, Kyrie hasn't even been in a postseason from start to finish. He's even missed a couple of seasons, actually, because of injury. At the end of the day, this is a risk Nets took. And Nets even still signed KD with his Achilles injury. Obviously, KD was fine. But at the end of the day, these guys have gone for players that do have injury histories and there's no one else to blame but them and you have traded your depth for James Harden. So this is why when everyone's talking about how Harden injured, Nets injured, Carry injured, like, yeah, true, but injuries are part of the game. That's the part of sports. This is what you know will happen. That's why you have depth and end of the day, it, the Nets suffered more than um, the Bucks did. But I will, say about, I, I will say about Steve Nash and the coaching, I think Steve Nash is the reason why they lost that series more than anything. And you really saw his inexperience at times because I think when we saw that KD um, brother beat in game seven, you could see in his face how disappointed he was that it wasn't a free. And that wasn't because he could have won the game. That's because he knew he had nothing left to give. And it showed in overtime. KD went all out of six. He didn't score a single bucket. And the last shot, he had a very rare air ball on a small defender in Drew Holiday. And Steve Nash I don't know played... At the time, I definitely should have been called on the last play. Yeah. At least and, you don't have time to see if you can drop something. Mm-hmm. And that's weird. And KD did play back-to-back full games. He played 48 minutes in game six, and he played 53 minutes game seven. And I'm pretty sure in game five, he played over 40 minutes. He played like 45 minutes. Like, for a guy coming off an Achilles injury, let alone any player in the playoffs against a team as suffocating defensively as the Milwaukee Bucks, is one of the worst things you can do. At the same time, yes, they needed him a lot. They didn't need him a lot. But at the same time, KD was their main go-to scorer. And of course, the Bucks are going to guard him. PJ Tucker is a very suffocating defender. And yes, KD did get buckets against him. But every single bucket he got, he had to work for. And, of course, it didn't help Joe Harris didn't turn up in the series. In fact, I don't know where the hell that guy is. I don't know where the hell he is. But if I'm the city of Brooklyn, I'm getting that guy out of my town. Because that guy, you're paid $15 million a year to shoot that damn basketball, to shoot wide open freeze. And what did this guy do? He hit 24. In fact, he even hit a low percentage in Giannis throughout the series. And that tells you something you need to know. But it's serious. And, obviously, like I said, the depth of... Brooklyn wasn't as good as the Bucks, but let's be honest. As much as the Nets could have done better, you have to put it to Milwaukee because they lost the first two games of the series and they made adjustments. At the end of the day, they made adjustments. And 
Chris Middleton became their go-to guy in the clutch, and he had some huge games to take over and win the game series for them. But in the end, it was Giannis who moved them to that victory. And Giannis showed up, the best player showed up on the team, and in the end, he was the best player in the whole series. Yes, we can say KD was the most unstoppable guy in the series. But we can say that. We can say KD was the most unstoppable guy in the series, fair enough, but the best player in the series was Giannis. And at the end of the day, Giannis willed his team to that victory. And in clutch time, he wore his team to that victory as well. He won it for them from 2-0 down. He done it, and he won it. And that's a good credit to PJ Tucker as well because he made KD work for every single bucket. And we can say that PJ Tucker still got 40 dropped on him, this and that. But at the end of the day, yeah, if you've slowed down KD to the point where he's had to hit an air ball yeah, in overtime, that tells you you've done your job. And that's sometimes what you can do for a player of KD's caliber. But, I mean... Is where it is, and the media are very slow to give credit to Milwaukee Bucks. And why do you think that is, Richard? Well, two things is, but I agree with most things you said, apart from Giannis was the best player in the series. Several mm-hmm. nobody wants to be Milwaukee, anyways. I haven't been to Milwaukee, but I'm mm-hmm. sure nobody uh, wants to be. But I'm sure you as a Milwaukee fan, you uh, hey, if I could, I'd be privileged to be Milwaukee, mate. Beautiful city, beautiful state, beautiful families. <laughs> I don't know that, but as I said, like in game seven, Giannis did step up. Middleton struggled a bit. Um, Drew Holiday, he was average at best this series as well. So I mean, but, but he showed up on a clutch, and that's what that's what they paid him for. Yeah, but I mean, you can't just try and blow. It. And even over time as well, when the shot, the things, the buck kind of looked a bit gassed, and let's did take advantage of it. Like I think. By the time the Bucks had two shots in overtime, the Nets have had eight shots and they only made one. Just to let you know how much they were missing and relying on KD as well. Obviously, I'm not going to put massive blame on James Harden because as I said he was playing on one leg. And if I can give Westbrook a pass of what he did in the bubble against the Lakers, I'm going to have to be consistent too. Saying that, he did take a lot of dumb shots in the... Like, there was some about being injured, and then there's also... First of all, there's no reason that injured James Harden should play like 43 minutes a game anyways, which is another coach and error by Steve Nash. But he, even, like, if you're not going to help them, don't hurt them as well, kind of thing. And he was just throwing up a lot of shots he did need to take. Even that one three he made in Game 7 was a bank shot, which was lucky anyway, so... I mean, the Brooklyn Nets, one, two things I would say is, one, those injuries did save the Nets season from being championship or bust. And two, this, this season has now become championship or bust for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Good. The Bucks do have the Atlanta Hawks in the next series. And, I mean, they are the favourites, but, I mean, we can't you know, rule out the Atlanta Hawks. They are playing with momentum. They're playing with less pressure. And we saw what the hell they did to the city of brotherly love. In fact, I was trying to say, I think every, everybody was talking shit, saying Philly going to do this, Philly going to do that, Philly this, No. I said it from day one. Philly an over team. I said it from day one, the Bucks don't even care about seeding this year. They're not even playing for 
number one seed. They've done that in the past. They're just playing to adjust for the playoffs. I said before, and I say it again, Philly were never better than the Bucks, and Philly are a disgrace. They are a disgrace. Ben Simmons, I don't know. In fact, you can speak first. What's, what's going to happen to Ben Simmons? What do you think is going to happen to him? What so, do you think he's going to I would say what should happen. Now, what I would say is, you must remember as well, Ben Simmons is only 24. So he does have a lot of years left in his career. But I don't think Philly can persist with Ben Simmons no more. Like, because I think it was one of those things where it, you've looked at, because everyone was just putting the blame on, like, Brett Brown saying, Brett Brown needs to do this, Brett Brown needs to do that to get Joel and beat in this situation, that situation. And they got a different coach. And it looked like it was a turning point. Obviously, I'm not going to blame MB because MB pulled out this playoffs. But Ben Simmons is like, you've got players that can't shoot but not afraid to shoot. Like, Giannis, he couldn't shoot. And in game six, he was taking like, or game five, I think, he took like eight threes. I'm not saying Ben Simmons should do that. Westbrook can't really shoot. But you see that guy jacking off shots at times. Ben Simmons, he refuses to shoot. Like, and I think it's a mental thing. Like, even with the whole free fall thing, when he's there, has an open dunk against Trey Young and he's passing it to Matisse Dabble, which was kind of one of the big turning points in that game because then Hawks go up the other end and go. What I would say is not all Ben Simmons for as well. Doc Rivers needs to take major blame as well because he, he reminds me of a bit of like Arthur Wenger. Like, he, his reputation seems to be built on um, his whole manager career seems to be built on reputation because of what he did with the Celtics the first season he leaves the Clippers and the Clippers make the conference finals he gets to Philly and I don't know why he, keeps, why he kept persisting with that old bench lineup. He he looks like a coach that refuses to make adjustments and do the same thing and hope for different results so but in terms of Ben Simmons I do think he needs to be traded, but don't trade him. Don't do a desperate trade. So, if you're going to trade him, like I'm hearing people say, or oh, trade Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum. Like, no, if you're going to trade him, go for like package him and put bad drop picks and try and go for like Damian Lillard. You need someone either on his level or better. You can't be trading for someone like CJ McCollum because then Philly will are not going to improve. So, but that's my stance on it anyway. They've got Damian Lillard. Yeah, we would have to package for him. Say again? If they've got Damian Lillard. We would have to package for Damian Lillard. They're probably going to have to throw Matisse Stiebel in there as well. Um, probably like three draft picks and maybe someone else. I think that would be too much. I think maybe Simmons' value has gone down but in the day he is a Defensive player of the year caliber. He is an All NBA defender and he is an All Star. I say Simmons, Tybal, and probably one pick. But to be honest, if I'm Damian Lillard, do I ever come to Philadelphia? Not because of that, but because you want to play Doc Rivers. And number two is Joel Embiid's health isn't even. At the end of the day, Embiid's health is a uh, you don't know about his health. At the end of the day, like, and if I'm Lillard, like you, you come to Philly because you want some help, but. Don't even know if you can rely on Embiid to be healthy. Embiid's health, I do think it took like a step in the right direction. In terms, of, obviously he had that injury, of course, of course. but that's an injury that could have. It wasn't one of those injuries that you could think of like 
or only if you trade better. And in the playoffs, he did have that like minor torn meniscus, whatever they called it, and he still played through and he still balled out. So, why they lost if anything in Game Seven? The guy had eight turnovers, man. Like, and I think he had was it five in the fourth quarter? Something like that. I mean, I saw the phone apart. The problem is conditioning. I've said that so many times that. In the fourth quarter, I watched it very much against Boston last year in the playoffs. Even though they had no Ben Simmons. The reason why they lost that series was because every time, and it's not his fault completely, but every time in the fourth quarter when this guy was gassing out, some of the turnovers this guy was making, yeah, is incredible. As in, he's always going to get his buckets, but the buckets you get doesn't always count for everything. Well, what yeah. I'm saying is easier to... It was easier in the fourth quarter. When it came to fourth quarter time, it's then easier to guard Ben um, Joel Embiid because Ben Simmons doesn't want the ball because if he gets fouled, he doesn't want to go to the free throw line. So you have to Ben Simmons or you can make defensive adjustments to be like, Ben Simmons is not going to shoot the ball. Neither does he even want the ball. So now they were able to collapse on Joel Embiid because, as you said, like one-on-one, he's cooking Capella anyways. But it's one of those things. And... I, what I will say as well is this was like MB's, I won't say his first season, but you know how he used to settle a lot like in past seasons? This season he did tend to not settle as much as he did. Um, His skills improved, his mid-range got better, whatnot. So I do think it's one of those things as it was a learning curve for him. And as long as Philly makes a big move, it will give MB more time to improve on like what he's already done. But I don't think he can become the player he wants to be with Ben Simmons as his primary ball handler because Ben Simmons will be scared to have the ball. But as I said, there's another way you can look at it. It's like he's only 24 at the end of the day. Like he has made a term. Like no one's going to come into the league and start. But Ben Simmons is already an all star. He's already made one all NBA team. He was, in my eyes, the first player of the year. So, but. <laughs> Big Ben Simmons, you really have to see to believe it now. No, that's very true. I mean, that's very true. I mean, well, me, I just really hope that Philly don't figure it out. And, you know, the process, I hope they keep on trusting the process because I believe Ben Simmons and MB can run it back one more year. I believe, you know, eventually they'll figure it out. So, Daryl Morey, give another chance. And please, but last but not least, you know, I mean, over in the West, we got the Clippers and Suns, you know, we got Kawhi's injury, we got CP3. But one thing I wanted to say is, if there's one player I feel sorry for, it's Paul George, man. I mean, this is a guy that was going for a redemption story this playoffs. You know, I mean, Kawhi Leonard injured and poor George proved he could be the man as in he showed us who the hell he was even before Kawhi went down but he really showed us who he was and you know what you lose game one against the Suns fair enough he still put up 39 points you're a star but I think the first time that Paul George has ever missed two free throws in a game or a playoff game was eight years ago and the second time he did that was yesterday. In fact, it's the reason why they lost the game. So, what's going on with Paul George? Because he just went from playoff P back to pandemic P. So, what's going on, man? 
you know, it's funny. I don't think you'll ever be able to shake off Pandemic P. <laughs> um, it's actually terrible. I think the first time he made a game winner was, um, I think after he made that, when he made that commercial and then was until he got to OKC and then he, but he's a, don't get, I think Paul George is probably the smoothest player in the NBA. I've said it before, like, he's one of the most aesthetically pleasing um, players to watch in it, but he's just not clutch. So that, that's what, just what it comes down to. Like, you can't give the ball to him in the dying moments of a game to carry you through. And obviously, he will, he can carry a team. Don't get me wrong, because you've seen him do it, even in these players as well. But there was just moments like yesterday that would just prove to you that this is why you say Paul George isn't a clutch player and you wish it was someone like Kawhi Leonard instead on the line to take their free throws. Saying that, I mean, then again, that's not the reason why the Clippers lost the game because really and truly, you missed those free throws and you're still up one in it. So if the Clippers did a better defensive job on the, even though it was a really sick play um, by the Suns to close out that game, if the Clippers defend better, they still win that game. But they make them two free throws and it will be very hard for um, Suns to win that game. And now hearing um, Chris Paul is coming back as well. So, you know, you go down 3 you know, you never come back. But as I said, after what I saw from the Dallas and um, Clippers series, I already know not to count out Tyree. Like, Tyree has really shaken off assistant coach Tyree now. Like, he's earned his stripes. So, like, <laughs> he's actually earned his stripes. So, we'll see what will happen in, in game three. But I don't know. Like, I don't think you're ever able to shake off um, Pandemic P unless they win the whole championship. So, who have you got in the finals? You've got the Nets. Sorry, you got the Hawks. you got the Bucks, the Suns and the Clippers. Who have you got in the finals? You've got that's going to be in the finals this year. Solely because Kawhi isn't playing, I've got um, Suns and Bucks. Kawhi could be back, you say. It is a knee sprain. He could be back. Yeah, but if you go down 3 no, like if you're not back for game three and they go down 3 no, then like no one comes back from a 3 no deficit. So that Clippers is a must win game now for Clippers in game one. But that's sad, like. This Suns team isn't a joke. The only thing I would say is that I hate to be that guy, but when you look at the run that the Suns have had, and they've had a really good run, they beat up on the injured Celtics, um, they beat up on the Nuggets that didn't have any of their starting guards, and now they're beating up on the Clippers without their best player. When they come up against the Milwaukee Bucks, which all they're really missing is um, DiVincenzo, I do think, like... Because this player, this playoffs has really been the play, The team that makes the final are the ones with the healthiest team, like throughout. So, but we'll see. But I do think as for now, I'm sticking with the Bucks and the Suns, and the Bucks win it all this season, this um, year. Oh, well, we'll have to see. But there's one thing about the Hawks we've seen; you can't count them out. There's one yeah, thing about the Clippers we've seen. I've got the Clippers. We've seen you can't count out Tyler. When Kawhi comes back, oh boy, they're in for one hell of a series. But, I mean, it's been a hell of, a, hell of a playoffs. I mean, all the teams we expected to rule the playoffs, Philly, Lakers, and of course the Brooklyn Nets, 
they're all our contention. And you know, there's been a lot of injuries. Injuries is play off, sadly, but that's part of the game. But yeah, I'm looking forward to everything. As a Milwaukee Buck fan, this is what we is what we're made for. You know, and this is what our chance of redemption is for. And the truth be told is we're not gonna get a better shot than this for a while. This is a golden opportunity. As been golden opportunity and we gotta take it on both hands. And the truth is like the last two years were better opportunities on paper because we were the number one seed. But we weren't as likely this year to reach the conference finals, but we've gotten here. And this is our opportunity. And it's up to the honest to take this at both hands and show the whole of America, the whole of the NBA, the whole of the world, who the hell he is. But yeah, I mean, hope you guys enjoyed our little segment today. You know, we will be back. We will be discussing the playoffs as it's gone into this last quarter. And yeah, anything you want to say, Rich? No, I think we've covered everything. Well, as I said, this championship will bust for the Milwaukee Bucks now. This championship will bust. But as I said, um, everyone knows what it is. Um, follow us on Insta and Twitter on Out of Bounds underscore UK. And we we'll back. Great day, fellas. Stay blessed. Oh, he stared at Wesley Johnson and then he hit the three. Wow. He put him on the deck. Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. Fourth quarter for Cleveland, including this one. They came out. Now Hood picks him up on the switch. Got clock at five. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers.